What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean, and joining me as always is professional name pronouncer Connor Lawler. Hello, Shahoin Mian. Um, We're tying from the bits the, together now. <laughs> from the ancient name of a Mehan from Ireland, from the Irish Isles. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm wondering. I often wonder what, like, what my name means. Uh, I know I could look it up, but I don't know what my family name is about. You uh, only use Bing, and that'll never tell you. That'll never tell me. That'll bring me up all kinds of shady <laughs> results. Uh, but Connor Lahowler, uh, what is Hero or Zero? <laughs> so Hero Zero is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk to good points and their bad points. And we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, I always choose DC characters. Sean always does Marvel characters. And I did a review last week of a very cool character. So that means Sean is back this week with one of his probably mediocre to shite levels of marvel what? characters ha 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 oh, i got very him good. comparisons and such uh you can't no, like both sean shut up <laughs> see i tried to capitalize right because i wanted to do a spider-man villain and i wanted to yeah. specifically do one that we've seen in the trailers for no way home right makes sense then i realized i'd done all of them already you are you've jumped the cloud tread like yeah it's already <laughs> left the station I prematurely clouted, Connor. I, I mean, so, we can't do a premature clout. We need that online <laughs> clout when it's hot. And so I decided, and look, this, this, is, this is not spoilers for uh, the new Spider-Man movie in any way. Uh, the review of that comes out on Monday, by the way. Oh. But, yes, but I am going to be covering a character who takes a lot of inspiration from one of the greatest Spider-Man villains of all time. Uh, okay. So you've heard of the Green Goblin. Now get I, ready for oh, the Hobgoblin. <gasps> oh no! He's named after an oven. Wait, <laughs> no. Oh, a hob. A hob. It's the, it's what's on top of an oven. Yeah, there you we really go. had to work around for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a layered joke. I will grant you. <laughs> um, but yes, the Hobgoblin, um, who debuted. Here's the thing. Oh, here so, we go. Already. There have been a couple of Green Goblins, right? And then um, the creator of the Hobgoblin, he wanted to tell a goblin story, but didn't want to use the Green Goblin again. So he just created this random villain called the Hobgoblin. And for years, he had no... No one knew his actual identity <laughs> in comics. You know what? As a creator, that is... Kind of cool. <laughs> the laziness level to be like, uh, well, we want the goblin, but like, fucking, I used Green Goblin last week, didn't I? What did yeah. I use the week before? The other, the other Green Goblin. Oh, the other me. Goblin. Um, oh, shit. I really should uh, just come up with a character for Sandman, but I just yeah. love goblins. I just love yes, fucking can't. goblins. We can't oh. use Harry Osborne. He can't be Green Goblin uh, again, can, surely. Can he be again? Can, can he come back? Amnesia? Can we do one? Need? No, we'll, just, we'll do another one. We'll do another one. And, and I love that, the idea of Stanley grilling him. And he's just like, well, where's his, what's his origin? I don't know, Stan. <laughs> okay, well, what does he want? I don't know. He just, he wants goblin things. You're going to level with you, Stan. I just want to do a <laughs> goblin story. Uh, and so goblin, Hobgoblin just appeared one day uh, in, I think it was 1983, right? 
And then for years after, fans were speculating who the Hobgoblin is. Oh, it's an online... So, <laughs> I love the video. They started an online like social media campaign of what's his backstory in 1983. They were ahead of their time. It was largely uh, postcard based. Postcard uh, and campaign. Just people rigging. So, Who's the Hobgoblin, dickheads? <laughs> so I, the, the reason I give all this information up front is because this jumps around a bit. This story. Okay. like uh, The Hobgoblin debuted in 1983. The guy who is the Hobgoblin uh, debuted in 1980, but no one knew he was the Hobgoblin yet. Right, so in your opinion, and we probably will find this out, did they just retroactively go back through the comic books and find the random guy? Absolutely they did. To the point that they wrote that that guy then had a twin who explained (laughs) why the Hobgoblin was in the same room as this guy one time. It's ridiculous. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that board meeting? When they're like, we've nailed this. And it definitely, like, it wasn't at the start, right? They started, they were like, this guy's the Hobgoblin. And, like, three weeks later, some fucking nerd was like, in issue 752, Hobgoblin and him are in the same room. And they're like, oh, oh, fuck. He's got Um, us. Wait, actually, this kind of happened because they're in the entire history of the dude who is the Hobgoblin, there is one comic panel and one thought bubble in that panel where he references having a brother. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I love the audacity of like, well, he's got a twin. Like, obviously it's an identical twin. Jesus. Yeah. You're so tick. Come on, guys. How could you not pick up on that? It's so so subtle. it's so subtle. So I can proudly reveal that uh, the Hobgoblin is a man named Roderick Kingsley. Connor. Ah, yes. Famous. Uh, famous. Famous. He was a fashion designer operating in New York City in the 80s. Great time to be a fashion designer. Uh, and he, uh, like all great fashion designers, he used questionable and ruthless business practices to succeed. <laughs> like all fashion designers. <laughs> <laughs> Like what is your Gucci. <laughs> Like uh, I, I recently brand. watched House of Gucci and I don't like it. <laughs> like Lady Gaga. Uh, so he developed a financial empire reaching far beyond the fashion industry. Um, and he eventually then acquired Green Goblin's original suit. So the way he acquired this suit is that, you're going to love this, a bank mm-hmm. robber was being chased by Spider-Man, ran into the sewers, and discovered Green Goblin stuff just hidden in the sewers. Ah, right? of course. Yes. And then the classic King- origin story. Of course. Then mm. Kingsley finds this, uh, this robber and makes him load all the suit into a van. Uh, and then, like, the glider. All of the Green Goblin shit this dude just takes... <laughs> But how is he able to carry all of it? Yeah, it's, like he parks the van above the sewers and he just loads it in from oh, there. Oh, of course, yeah. What? He's not Sorry, There's a whole, like. there's a massive gap here. Just, I don't want to interrupt too much. No, go But ahead. there is a massive gap between man finds Green Goblin stuff in the sewer yeah. and our fashion designer turning up at a truck telling him to throw he's it all a, in the back. He's ruthless, Connor. <laughs> doesn't explain how he's in let's just say he's in his office in a skyscraper 
And okay. he does he just look up at one moment and go, something's happened with Green Goblin's outfit. I need to be I, on that street with a truck. I think because of his ruthless nature, he has some kind of connection to this bank robber. Uh, and the bank robber kind of reports in that he found Green Goblin's gear. Reports and he left in. it in the sewers. Yeah, yeah, just reports in. It was the 80s, you know, he he, he paged him, you know. <laughs> on the walkie-talkie, I found Green Goblin stuff, get the truck, fashion designer. <laughs> yes, I'm in the office, I'll be there in a second. I'll be there in a sec. And, and so, loads all into a truck. They go to another location to deposit the goods, right? Yeah. And then what does our ruthless fashion designer do? But he blows up the truck with the bank robber still inside. Fucking hell. Did he take out the Green Goblin stuff? He did. He did before he blew up the truck. That would have been a terrible plan. (laughs) Now to put on the Green Goblin. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I was inside. (laughs) And then as the Hobgoblin, he went on what what the official Marvel wiki describes as a blackmail binge. Uh... (laughs) To cripple his major competitors. <laughs> you can't be a good blackmail binge as a story point. It's We've not all used gone that on a often. Bit of a blackmail binge. The problem with Hollywood these days, and I don't want to get into it, they only have Go one ahead. good blackmail in them per per project. I feel like a movie <laughs> needs to be done with a blackmail binge. Like the it's character. It's difficult to say, isn't it? <laughs> it's blackmail binge. If you say that ten times in a row. I think it becomes, I don't know, candy. it's like the Candyman, but it's just blackmail bitch. Of course, yeah, if you say it three times in a mirror, the Hobgoblin appears and is ruthless. Um, <laughs> and has pictures of you doing something. I'll show your family. <laughs> yeah, just doing something. <laughs> but the thing about it is, Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, he has a, a serum. Like, he was trying to recreate the Super Soldier serum, and it kind of worked but drove him insane, right? And so Roderick is like, I'm just a man. I'm not as strong or as durable as the Green Goblin. And so he, what he does, he, sort, he seeks out and he eventually finds Norman's original Green Goblin formula. So now as a comic book writer, you have a man with all of the powers of the Green Goblin, with all of the gear of the Green Goblin, but yeah. he's a different character. Oh shit, did he blackmail the, the serum? I think he did. I think oh, he fuck. did. It was part of the binge. Because he's ruthless. Um, <laughs> so, he is ruthless. He is ruthless indeed. He modified the formula just to avoid the insanity-inducing side effects. Handy! Now, Pretty good. Now. That's something Norman didn't think of. That's Now, he could have possibly thought of it if it was actually possible. But interestingly, Hobgoblin scientific genius fashion designer has decided to take out a molecule out of a gas in a serum and go, I'll take that out. I'll leave that to the side. I don't need the insanity. Like, it's a piece of, like, it's an attribute that he gave his character in a video game. I don't need that. I'm going to boost the strength. I'm going to max into strength, exactly. (laughs) And Uh, charisma. After taking the serum, Kingsley found that it gave him strength roughly equal to that of Spider-Man's and perhaps surpassing the original Green Goblin. Well, I mean, I w- in my head, Green Goblin was always weaker than Spider-Man. But I've recently went back to watch Tobey Maguire's movie, like in prep mm. for No Way Home, and he seems stronger, which is mad because Spider-Man's like meant to be like freakishly strong. Yeah, he has the proportional strength of a spider. Now, he does pull his punches on criminals because uh, he doesn't want to punch their faces off. True. Um, but like, go- like, think of it, like Goblin is... 
he, it's a super soldier serum. That's what he was trying to replicate. So think of him as as strong as like Steve Rogers, basically. But in which, my head, Steve Rogers is way less strong. Like way, he's a lot weaker than Spider Man. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. And I think he is. Um, I think he's. Although he is above peak human, it's very confusing. I'll be honest. <laughs> Comic books, man. Comic books. Um, he but look to to put it into perspective, uh, Hobgoblin. Uh, kind of Jew. He fought Spider Man and Black Cat to a stalemate. Um, at the same Fuck. time. Yeah, so pretty good. Um, and when people see him, do they just go, "Is that that's Green Goblin," or do they say that's Hobgoblin he, because he, he does has... have a different design. Uh, like okay. he is, it's a different costume. He's a fashion designer. He customized it, you know. Fuck's sake. Uh, like the gear is he's ruthless. Uh the gear is the same. But like the design of it is different. He's ruthless with last season's trends. Oh he's always up to date. And one day after a it sounds like a fucking fairy tale, one day after a fight with Spider-Man, uh Kingsley fell into the river, Hobgoblin fell into the river, everyone assumed he had drowned. Uh, so he decided to take advantage of this and he decides that the direct criminal approach just isn't for him. And so blackmail. what he did, blackmail. And mm. this is where the whole, the writers didn't decide who Hobgoblin was for ages. This is where this comes in because he brainwashes news reporter Ned Leeds into thinking that he was the Hobgoblin. <laughs> now, could you explain who Ned is to people? So... Ned Leeds, a uh, friend of Spider-Man. Uh, mm. Well, more, more of a friend of Peter Parker, I'll be honest. Um, and reporter for the Daily Bugle. Um, played by Jacob Batalan in the MCU. Yeah. And so, the, re- the reason this was done, because... So, Ned Leeds was the first person unmasked as the Hobgoblin. So, after all this speculation and all these fans coming in, Speculate for years about who it was. There's a very famous shot of Ned Leeds getting the Hobgoblin mask taken off him and everyone being shocked. And you know, as well as I do, when they did that, they fully were like, Ned is the Hobgoblin. And then, possibly a few months to a few years later, said, oh shit, that maybe doesn't work. Let's retroactively go back to say he was brainwashed. Yes, but it's also worse because... In a story previous to this, Ned Leeds had been killed off. He was killed in an explosion. <laughs> and so they said that in the past, before the explosion, yeah. Ned Leeds was the hobgoblin, but now he's dead. <laughs> I love the idea that they came up with the plan and then they were like, oh, f- <laughs> fuck, he's dead, boss. How are we going to work? Just don't even worry about it. Just throw it in anyway. We'll see what happens. It's fine. Yeah, and like they just uh, so yeah, so here's kind of what happened. So in the comics, then Kingsley, the original Hobgoblin, he gets bored being the behind the scenes puppet master kind of thing. Yeah, and also the brainwashing was kind of wearing off. Ned was becoming he couldn't be controlled as easily anymore, and so <laughs> Kingsley is the one who revealed that Ned Leeds was the Hobgoblin. <laughs> Right, bastard. The blackmail him. Blackmailed him, and then Leeds was on an overseas newspaper assignment, and he was blown up. 
<laughs> this is shit comic books, isn't it? It's so dumb. It's so so dumb. Um, and they okay, and then then a guy called Jason Masondale, uh, who I talked about in the Jack O' Lantern report. He just found the hobgoblin gear and became the hobgoblin for a bit. By the way, surely Jason Mason is a better name than Jason Mason Dale. I think I just they think, wanted to get away from rhyming names, though. I just think Jason Mason is great. Jason <laughs> that's Mason. my only input. We can, we can, you can call him Jason Mason, that's fine. Jason Mason. <laughs> so, uh, Kingsley became annoyed when Masondale took up the mantle. And he started saying, Ned Leeds is the first one to ever be the Hobgoblin. <laughs> Jason starts saying this. Uh, and so the public believed that only one person had ever worn the disguise before Jason. Which, to be honest, storyline-wise would be a lot cleaner if you wanted oh, to do it that way. For many years in comics, that was yeah. how it was. <laughs> I think in terms of a story structure, keeping it to one character would have been a lot more seamless rather than having three interlinked and one of them brainwashed and then blown up. Exactly. Like, and so, he re- Kingsley returns to New York, murders Jason, reclaims the Hobgoblin identity, but then Ned Leeds' widow, Betty Grant... <laughs> Fuck me, I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> Let's go. ...did some sleuthing, oh, uncovered that it was yeah. Kingsley, who had been the original Hobgoblin the whole time. Holy shit. And... Takes him down with Spider-Man's help, and he gets sent to prison. It's, it's a lot. I mean, right. Okay, let me think about this. Right, so if we're just going to go through it again, let me just try and yeah. Because okay, it no fair. It's a lot. So Kingsley is Hobgoblin, but he was Always also was. retroactively written in as Hobgoblin. So Hobgoblin, Kingsley, Hobgoblin yes. was nobody. Then they made up that Kingsley was Hobgoblin. Then, no. oh, sorry, no. Nobody's Hobgoblin, right? Yeah. But secretly <laughs> Kingsley is Hobgoblin. Okay? Yes, but we don't then, know that. But we don't know that. But then Ned is revealed to be Hobgoblin because he's yes. brainwashed by Kingsley to think he was Hobgoblin before that he's blown up so there's no evidence and he's no longer alive to defend himself when Kingsley says... He was Hobgoblin. Exactly. But then Jason Mason Basin, he turns up (laughs) and he's like, I'm Hobgoblin. And also, Ned was the best Hobgoblin ever, even though he knows Kingsley was Hobgoblin. He doesn't know Kingsley was Hobgoblin. Oh, for God's sake. He thinks Ned was the first. (laughs) But then Kingsley kills Jason Mason Basin. Lason. Yeah. And... He says, no, I was always Hobgoblin. Until Ned's wife... Now, remember, Ned is dead. Dead Betty. Dead Ned. She turns up with Spider-Man to capture Kingsley because he ultimately revealed he was always Hobgoblin and Ned never was. And they cleared Ned's name. Wow. Isn't that satisfying? (laughs) I'll tell you something now. As a story, that's a three-point structure that I love. Now that's an arc. That's a that's a character arc you wouldn't normally see. It's more of a scribble than an arc, I would say. I would say that is, you know, one of those spider web web diagrams you do before you wrote like a story in school. Yeah, and like that you would just come up with a load of ideas. 
I would I say do. that is every line out is an idea, mm. and then they went, fuck it, let's throw them all in. Let's do it all. Let's do it all. See, a lot of it was because there was a couple of writers who worked on Hobgoblin over the years, but because there was never, like the original writer never said who Hobgoblin was. And so they all just kind of threw their own things into it. I think an editor decided it would be Ned Leeds at one point, but then someone else didn't like that, so they just changed it. But you um, can't change. <laughs> and you can't really. Like, like, because that could have been as iconic as, like, the death of Gwen Stacy is, like, Ned Leeds is the Hobgoblin. But yeah. then they just water it down by being like, I mean, he was brainwashed at the time and he was dead <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, it completely ruins it. It's like, it's like in a series where it's like a character's dead. No, he's not actually dead. That was his twin who died. This is yeah. actually him. He's alive all this time. That's actually just quickly on on the twin. Um, he that that it, they wrote in that Kingsley had an identical twin because of that one panel where Hobgoblin and King it was Kingsley <coughs> at the time uh, were were in the same room together. Interesting. So they just had to write around that. Um, and so just very quickly then on powers and abilities, um, basically the same as the Green <laughs> Goblin. So he is he can lift approximately didn't. 10 tons. They did not try, did they? Like, it's just bad. Yeah, they're not that... It's, it's, it's not that great, I'll be honest. Even if, even if they came up with a character and it was a seamless story... You'd be like, ah, well, it's a copycat, but, like, it's a cool idea. But, like, to come up with the copycat idea and then also fuck up the story takes balls. That I respect it, that level of shithousery. So he's slightly stronger than Norman Osborn. Oh, fuck. Um, less insane. Less in, much less insane. Yeah, took uh, it out with chemicals. Superhuman speed, stamina, and durability. Um, so he's much stronger than any human being. He can survive puncture and gunshot wounds, um, as well as fall from great heights and being struck by another superhumanly strong opponent. Um, he has a healing factor. He has uh, enhanced agility and balance and all of that kind of stuff. Enhanced reflexes as well. Now, I've done something interesting with the Marvel 1-7 to rating system here. In that I've taken the Hobgoblin and I've also taken the Green Goblin. Uh, and we're about to compare the two. So Can you also take Ned Lees? Just just as a man. Just as a man. But he was like he's just a man. That's why the retcon makes no sense. Because <laughs> Ned Leeds survived so many fights with Spider Man allegedly. <laughs> just take him as a man. It's ones all across the board. <laughs> it's just it's just a regular reporter. In the eighties, like just I don't know what the physical best. fitness is. Just a guy, just punching way above his weight. I'll be honest. Like way above. If he's fighting Spider Man and surviving, fair fucks. Fair fucks indeed. So, uh, Hobgoblin first has durability of three, energy projection of three, fighting skills of two, intelligence of four, speed of three, and strength of four. Okay. So Green Goblin then has durability of four, so slightly more durable, okay. uh, energy projection of three, fighting skills of three, so slightly higher on the fighting skills. Okay. Has intelligence then of four, speed of three, and strength of four. So they're pretty even, 
Except Norman is a bit more durable and a bit better at fighting. But you just said that... Uh, I thought Hobgoblin was less crazy and stronger. He's... Uh, he Well, like, Norman is crazy enough to keep fighting with, like, a broken face. Oh, so, so that's you, where the yeah, durability He's got the crazy factor. Yeah. He's got crazy strength. Uh, yeah. And crazy fighting skills as well. Um... Like, again, this dude is just a fashion designer. Like, <laughs> you ruthless. I, I can't stress how ruthless the man is, Connor. <laughs> he will bribe anybody. Blackmail anybody. <laughs> oh, he'll go on a blackmail binge. You better believe it. To, to get to the top of the fashion industry, he will. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's just such a weird fucking... Like, because they had this really heartfelt moment of like, oh, Peter Parker's best friend was one of his greatest villains. Yeah. No, it was this random fashion design. Look over there. <laughs> Who's wearing that dress this fall? <laughs> Who wore it better? Hobgoblin <laughs> or Green Goblin? I think uh, that, look, that, that... I feel like... Report, I feel like that might be... We've done a lot of bad characters, but they're outright bad. Yes. I think that's the laziest character we've ever done. He is a bit. Now, look, he does get cooler later on because people write, the, you know, because they... they it's much know, easier people. to write for a character when you know who they are, isn't it? It really is. It mm. really is. But yeah, it's 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 an origin of wasted potential, I think. Like, imagine doing Batman, but like, not knowing who Batman is. Just like, doing it. And then, like, yeah. geez, it could be anyone. Who could it be in Gotham? It's, I don't know. It's, it's, that's the thing, because a lot of it is from the Hobgoblin's perspective as well, especially in like his origin. So you're just watching this villain, but you, who's essentially the Green Goblin, but different. And like, why do I give a shit? Because yeah, like, at least Norman Osborn is interesting as Norman Osborn as well. Exactly, and it has the thing of like, oh, he's Peter's friend's dad, like, or he's the man. And then Harry as well. He's yeah, like Peter's I, friend. Yeah, I feel like that's where they like they got the Ned Leeds payoff, but with with Harry. Yeah. You know. That's true. Like, oh, he, my best friend, a villain, <laughs> and my other best friend, the villain who's the same. Oh no! My best friend, brainwashed and exploded. <laughs> not my brainwashed and exploded friend, uh, <laughs> Harry. Not you. Sorry, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> no, no, settle down, James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean, I think that was a lovely report for a character I never want to hear of again. I, I, I'm sure he's pretty, pretty cool in in comic books. I don't oh, want to yeah. get down on them. No, but this show is largely about our first impressions of these characters that we don't mm. know a whole lot about. So that's how we feel at the minute. Um, yeah. I, I, no, he does like have a cool look, though. Because isn't he yellow? Very cool look. He's yellow. He's like a mm. medieval green goblin. He's very cool. It is very cool. And I always thought, that guy's cool. And now upon hearing it, I think, God, they kind of stitched that together, didn't they? <laughs> they really... They had it, yeah, they really did. <laughs> um, do you want me to take us out, Sean? Yes, please, Connor. So if you enjoyed that show and you like listening to all of our character, uh, I would say reviews, but probably just more, just introductions. Assassinations. Assassinations. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've, we've assassinated a few of them. Um, <laughs> we have hundreds of Hero Zeros covering lots of DC and Marvel characters. Um, if you're also into comic books or anything like that, we have a Patreon where we do movie reviews every single month. And we go back to watch old movies to see if they still hold up. And we call it the, the Lazarus oldest. Pit. 
Um, now, this month's movie that will be coming out, um, probably won't be coming out today, but definitely before Christmas. I think we decided on Christmas Eve release. Not quite sure. Yeah. Um, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Uh, I'll be honest, it depends how dinner's going. Uh, it depends how dinner's going. Uh, we are reviewing Batman Returns, which won the vote over on our Patreon page. All the patrons People's voted for it. People's um, champion Batman Returns. People's champion Batman Returns. We will be reviewing that, and then this Monday we will also be reviewing, our giving our spoiler-filled review for Spider-Man No Way Home, which I can't wait. Do I um, have to watch Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah, I f- unfortunately you do. You're probably oh, going to have to just even just skim no. it. But I don't want to be spoiled. I want to <laughs> no, live in you, constant speculation. <laughs> if you watch it, you don't be spo- like you're watching it. In many ways, a movie is just the biggest spoiler of all. <laughs> you're sitting there going, "Oh, for fuck! Who's spoiling this, lads?" <laughs> oh, Spoil my f- imagination. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> um, so yeah, that is coming out this Monday, and uh, that's probably sure to be a very long episode. And uh, we will hopefully be recording that in person as well, which I'm very excited Ooh. about. Um, for the first time in a long time. But yeah, I'm if you also. On it. If you want to follow us over on the Twitter or on social medias in general, the Twitter is here's at Here's for Higher Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Here's for Higher Podcast. Instagram is Here's for Higher Podcast. And most importantly, and this is most important, other than the Patreon and all the reviews and everything, mm. just tell mm-hmm. one human being that we exist. Just the one. Just Actually, the one. N- just the one this week. But next week, yeah, okay. for Christmas week, you're allowed to tell two people. That's Ooh. the rule we came up with last year. Oh, so. that's like you get one big present and a surprise. Yeah, yeah. So this is your big present, and the surprise yeah. is uh, we you can tell a third person. <laughs> we tell a third person exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and then we and then you're in trouble anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you can do all that stuff we also have a Facebook chat a group by the way Detective Divilbits discussion group you can head on over there and, add, and join in as a member um, but yeah I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero so I have been Connor Lawler I have been Sean Ian and we shall see you all next week guys bye bye